Hello friends, before we get started on this next amazing episode, I just wanted to give a short shout out to our team at Metal Cloak, the group that makes this podcast possible. From engineering to production, from marketing to sales, from accounting to HR, every member of the Metal Cloak family works diligently every day to bring some of the world's best products to the off-road enthusiast. Designed, engineered, proven, Metal Cloak. That is not just a clever cadence written by me, but a true statement of what we do every day and why we truly appreciate each and every one of you. If you are looking for something for your Jeep, Ram, Bronco, or Toyota, give us a try. We are here to help. And now, on to another amazing episode of the Modern Jeeper Show. They're building stuff that I just never would have thought was not only relevant, but who's ever going to buy it? Well, there's something (laughs) out there for everyone. The Modern Jeeper Show, the show about Jeeps, Jeeping, and Jeepers. Hello, Modern Jeepers. Mattson here with Metal Cloak, and welcome to episode number 40 of The Modern Jeeper Show. It's about time. The show about Jeeps, Jeeping, and Jeepers. Mr. Modern Jeeper, Corey Osborne is live from SEMA. While I sit at Modern Jeeper World Headquarters, Corey is wearing out a new pair of shoes walking around SEMA talking about all the great and crazy stuff. We have a great time discussing why there may be too many people at SEMA, why rooftop tent manufacturers have got to be thrilled this year, how the Gladiator is being evolved by users and builders, why the SEMA new product showcase is just a bit underwhelming, how new products of the year are being judged, why overlanding is the word of the day, the Roxor invasion, the new Bronco, how 42s on 28s is the next new thing, how Mech Magnet has conquered the aluminum jail and JT, and we bump into our friend Woody, the IHateMud.com guy. And of course, we have another great tech tip of the week, the coolest gadget is SEMA that you can't live without. By the way, do you want to join us for an unforgettable adventure in 2020? Check out ModernJeeperAdventures.com. Beautiful locations, awesome wheeling, and lifelong friends. As always, we are extremely grateful to our supporters, including Warren Wenches, Raceline Wheels, Best Top, Milestar Tires, Rugged Radios, and, of course, Metal Cloak. So, sit back, relax with a cold one, and enjoy episode number 40 of the Modern Jeeper Show. Well, hey, Modern Jeepers, it's time for another episode of the Modern Jeeper Show, the show about Jeeps, Jeeping, and Jeepers. It's Madsen with Metal Cloak and Mr. Modern Jeeper, Corey Osborne. Hey, guys. So this is kind of cool because, you know, I'm sitting here in my at my desk at uh, Metal Cloak World Headquarters, uh, Modern Jeeper World Headquarters 2, and uh, you are in the middle of SEMA. I am. I'm in the middle of, I don't know, 72,000 of my closest friends. Um, <laughs> it, is, it is crazy. Uh, yeah, Las Vegas, uh, the convention center is full. I think all seven halls are full. Um, I think that there's more people here than, than what I've seen in the last, oh, I don't know, six or seven years, I feel like. Well, and it's, you've, and it just keeps growing year after year. It's been a few years since I've been there and that year it seemed to be a pretty manageable size, but I've heard that just every year, just somehow more and more and more people are coming there, which is interesting because you're supposed to be associated somehow with industry industry or media right. to, actually, to actually be there. So it's amazing how many people uh, get passes. Well, and I was just having a conversation with uh, another one of our industry friends. And uh, I was actually talking to Lee up at Desktop. And, and I think that they are going to probably start limiting how many, uh, how many passes, how many of these little placards get sent to shops because it literally is. I, we walked through the, the the North Hall, the performance hall this morning, and it is it is so packed in there. You really can't walk through it. You're 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 in a group of people, and people are just kind of trying to find their way through. They're not there looking at particular vendors. They're not talking and having those those good conversations that industry inside people. You know, typically SEMA is all about the folks that have a shop, the folks that are involved in the industry, so they can kind of get in touch with the manufacturer to say, hey, these are our new products. I, I just haven't seen that so much this year. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, and that becomes a problem because if it's just this 
all you're trying to do is get from point A to point B and shuffle through crowds to do that. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't be as more as valuable for the vendors. Now we do know vendors go there and and they're showing off stuff and they want to get the media attention. They want to get the SEMA attention. They do. And, and many of the more active and proactive vendors while they're there displaying have set up appointments with the resellers that they're wanting to talk to throughout, throughout the, the week. Um, and we'll have booths and times and stuff. And we've seen, seen that, but yeah, it, if it's just this mat, if the hallways and the, and, the, and the space that 10 feet between a booth is just a crowded mess, it, it doesn't really lend yourself for that kind of quality time. No, and I, you know, I, I'm glad that we were here early in the week. Um, we spent quite a bit of time walking around on Monday, which was very nice because from a media perspective, to be able to take pictures of, of some of these folks and to be able to show images from the event to our, our readership, um, it's hard. Today I've tried to take pictures and literally I'm taking pictures of crowds of people around the vehicle. So it's, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I understand from a manufacturer's perspective, you would want a lot of people here and it's all about connecting with the consumer and, and industry people. But this show, I think, is changing. It's definitely evolving. Um, the public is actually invited to come out on Friday night for SEMA Ignite, which is kind of their parade of a lot of the cars that are inside. Um, they'll drive out on the regular street. Uh, consumers, general public will get a chance to see all the vehicles. But again, it's, I don't know. I'm, it's only the second day. It's a busy, busy day here. The weather is really nice, about mid seventies, and uh, but literally, I'm I'm walking through hundreds and hundreds of people. We're actually outside. We're actually out in front of the Ford out front booth area. So every once in a while, you hear a screeching car go by. They've got the Mustang GTs and they've got some Ford Raptors running around, doing burnouts, lighting tires on fire. It's it's kind of nuts. Well, that's, that's crazy. So you're actually walking around seeing all this kind of stuff. You've already posted a couple of articles up at ModernJeeper.com, which for all of our listeners, every day, more stuff at ModernJeeper.com. And there is a little bit of audio. You can hear stuff going on in the background um, that sounds like, like aliens talking. And that's probably just a combination of music and stuff and the filters working out between all the ambient noise. It's pretty amazing that... Corey's able to walk around and we can hear him and we're not hearing the huge loud sounds out. But that, that kind of goes to our software Uber conference is trying to filter all that out. So if you hear little alien noises, that's just the background being, being filtered out, but it, but it could be me talking like an alien. It, it's well, the truth comes out now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually surprised that you can hear me at all. I have, um, I have my headphones on and uh, I'm talking into my, my, microphone that's connected to my headphones but it's it's extremely loud i mean there's there's a lot of conversations there's a lot of music there's car engines and and just the all of it it's like a it's a humongous car show so the fact that you can hear me is is great yeah it's pretty amazing it's pretty clear we can hear you like i said other than those outside of noises it's we can hear you great but so you're walking around you're checking things out you you did two articles now Monday's article was great because it was like a snapshot of the craziness of SEMA, which is those those really, really cool builds that just, well, you know, who knows that they ever see the city street. But so what was right. that like? I mean, you, you, what are the, what's some of the craziest stuff you've seen? You know, there's, um, there's such a, a mixture. Like, so I'm, I'm actually in an area right now, which is uh, uh, up along the, the mother's uh, car polish and the, the Maxxis tire booth that is outside. These are overbuilt um, rods. I'm going to call them rat rods, things like that. It's amazing the amount of, of craftsmanship and custom work that goes into some of these vehicles. Like you said, Madsen, there's, some of these will probably never, ever be driven on a street. They're strictly a show vehicle, but I got to tell you, the, the amount of work, I'm sure that these some of these shops spend all year long building these. Some probably have been a project for these shops for years, and they bring them out here to unveil them, uncover them, show them to the industry, and kind of for, for people in the industry to take a look at their craftsmanship and go, 
wow, this is pretty amazing. There's, there's been a little bit of everything. There's been some really over-the-top side-by-side builds. Um, you know, the, this is the year for the Overlander. Um, the rooftop tent guys, the, the people who sell rooftop tents have got to be pretty excited. There's a lot of that, not only in just the, the Gladiator, but for all makes and models, lots of rooftop tents this year. Wow. Yeah, it is absolutely amazing because when we displayed our Gladiator, we actually had the question at Off-Road Expo, do we want to completely outfit it or do we just want to show it in its plain Jane form? And we decided to go plain Jane because let your imagination outfit it. But the pictures you've posted, and that doesn't even include the uh, the five Gladiators that are out there that are, are metal cloaked. Um, right. But it, those, I mean, it's like everybody's showing like this is the max stuff that you could do. You can do rotopacks and and max tracks and and power tanks and all these other fun stuff. And of course, tents and tents and tents everywhere and decked. Uh, looks like half the rigs out there have decked uh, in their bed or some variation of that, uh, whether it's from Tuffy or somebody else. Uh, it's it's pretty incredible that all that effort you know, is going into these to what you can do with the back of a gladiator yeah the the storage systems and keeping that stuff secure uh whether you're going off-road or you want to keep it secure when you're you're driving to the mall and you're going inside and going shopping um there's been a whole bunch of mines some really great engineering uh these guys are coming up with solutions that i never would have thought about i saw some some sliding racks that you know they're used the rack is very tall and then you have these bikes or or kayaks or something up on top of these racks and you think well how do you get them off and companies have designed sliding systems that literally you pull them back and they tilt down so you can actually get to the stuff and tie things down securely it's it's been really interesting um again fema has has always been one of those shows where it's for people that are thinking outside the box and some stuff may not be products that end up being sold some of this stuff is one-off things but it really gives a chance for people to really think about hey i could make something like this or i could change this and adapt it to my own or hey we need to carry this in our shop and we need to be selling these right well that's an interesting point because you have you know a lot of the stuff at SEMA. if you have all these different companies developing for the gladiator the presumption is going to be that the gladiator is going to be a home run in the long term and sell you know, hundreds of thousands of units and that hundreds of thousands of people are going to want to buy those. Hey, what's, we got, we are getting some of that fun stuff going on behind you now. Um, yeah, I'm trying to walk away the other direction a little bit. It got loud. <laughs> That's okay. I can still hear you great. Um, but that there's going to be enough units sold to all these different companies getting into that market, that there's going to be enough units sold to make the investment viable. I was looking at one um, that our friends, I am Romer, um, who are actually doing right now with us on Instagram the giveaway for JKJL or JT System this this week, right. and they will be announcing it on Friday live from SEMA at three o'clock. The winner, um, they they posted on their own Instagram uh, the ACS forged system from Leitner Designs or whatever. You know, a, a forged sta- a, a forged upright for um, for a rack system that they're doing, and and incredibly good design, really nice stuff. But the investment, the two-year investment to create that, you have to assume that you're going to be able to sell enough of those uh, to be able to recover the cost and the investment. And that's kind of an interesting thing with the Gladiator because I don't know yet that they've really started ramping into the the, the wideness of the market uh, that, that they can be. I mean, they really are targeting the Ford Ranger guy and the, and the Toyota Tacoma guy have they really penetrated into that market yet? Or is it still the gladiator guy who's now upgrading to a, or excuse me, a regular guy who's now upgrading to a gladiator that, that is buying it currently? Well, and, you know, I guess we kind of all along when all of us Wrangler guys who have been wheeling and trying to take stuff with us out on the trail and and uh, when, the, when the JT was first released and the gladiator came out, I kind of, I was kind of, I don't know, a little frustrated, I think, with a lot of the the folks that were saying, hey, we're going to lift this thing. We're going to put 40s on it. And I kept thinking to myself, no, guys, this isn't the vehicle for that. But you know what? I, I guess I'm I'm wrong because 
people are making it that vehicle. And that's exactly what we've done all these years with the Wranglers. We have made those overland vehicles. And now Jeep has given us a vehicle really meant and targeted for that overlanding person and said, right. here you go. It, here's some, some great axles, um, a great power plant, all those creature comforts. And we're going to give you an off-road vehicle that you can build on that platform. And that's, that's just been, it's been fun. It's been, it's interesting for me to see it and go, Oh yeah. Okay. People are going to make it. They're going to, they're going to follow that Jeep lifestyle and they're going to make that vehicle exactly what they want it to be. Well, you know, I, I love the Gladiator, and um, I'm looking at getting one probably next year. But I, my plan is to build it into an Overlander, into a really a uh, first, you know, a, 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 a getaway vehicle. I mean, I, I plan on setting it up with stuff I wouldn't normally put on my Wrangler, you know, because out here in California, you don't need a snorkel. You know, I'll put a snorkel on it. You know, I'll do the things to make it an Overlander so that for – uh, and it's almost a prepper rig, right? It'll be more of my prepper rig. Like if something should happen, I can hop in my gladiator with my family and I can go and I know I can get anywhere. And that's, that, to me, that's kind of the beauty of it. You can get anywhere. Um, Absolutely. With yeah. it because it's still got the guts of a rock crawler built into it. And yet you can get away, get with your family or go overlanding or do all that. And that, that'll be my personal goal. Um, is to be able to have it so I can just just go if I need to and and still and still have a pickup like I don't plan on putting right. a, a, a big toughy or deck thing in the back because I want that pickup bed you know I want the pickup bed I want to be able to throw uh, wood chips in the back of my my truck and and because uh, that's one you have a couple trucks I don't have any so um, <laughs> right not, right I, you know so so it's interesting it's going to be an interesting variable but. Um, so you got the, the gladiators out there. You did the overlanding article today, which was great. A bunch of amazing picks and some really good close-ups um, of, of just some of the tech and some of the stuff that people are doing um, with it. And, and it, you're right. SEMA is just a, a place where it's got the new product showcase. It's a place where people are showing off their coolest, coolest, and newest stuff. Some companies use it as their launch point for new products. What sort of new stuff have you seen out there? So this morning I did get a chance and I walked through um, the new product showcase uh, based on some conversations that you and I had actually had yesterday. And, uh, you know, I was kind of keeping my eye out for what is that, um, what is that new widget? What is the new thing that is, is being made for uh, all of us in the, in the Jeep world? Um, it's very interesting to me, and I'll have to do a little bit of research to see how the, the SEMA show uh, internals work this new product showcase, because I literally came across a lot of things that I've seen for years, but they're being redone by whether it was those manufacturers or being redone by a new manufacturer. I, one, of the, one of the things that I saw first thing this morning, I was kind of like, wait a minute, what, why am I looking at this? They had used a... Uh, they had a, a trailer jack on this on on the table, and instead of having a handle to crank down this trailer jack, it just had a nut welded to the where the handle was, and they were using a Dewalt drill to drop the trailer <laughs> up and down. Uh, you know, we should have patented that patented that for the CTI trailer. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm thinking. Wait a minute. I've been doing this for a couple of years. I've seen that before. This isn't that new product. Wow. Um, but yeah, so there, there were some things this morning that I came across in the new product showcase that I was kind of a little bit confused with. And I took a bunch of pictures. I'll, I'll be getting those up. I should have those up for the article tomorrow. Um, I, I didn't see a whole lot of this is the new JT product. No, I didn't see this is the new JT suspension. I saw maybe two. Um, and very interesting, you know, we had come across these this notification of who won the innovative product for the year. And I get it. So if you're a, you have to be an exhibitor, number one at SEMA to even be considered in the new product showcase. So for people that may see something, it's like this, this wasn't a collection of every new product on the market. And then the judges at SEMA got together and said, Hey, this is the best new thing we saw. This is a pretty select small group of, of manufacturers that submit their products into the new product showcase. Um, literally, I saw one JL or a JT, excuse me, 
suspension. And I thought it was interesting because they use hind joints. And that's just not something that I would think is, number one, innovative. Um, but hind joints, as we know, are, are pretty uncomfortable uh, on the highway and around town. Times are typically something that transfers vibration into the cab of the vehicle. So, I don't know. I, I think that the, the new product showcase, um, I'll probably spend a little bit more time going through there in the next two days and uh, maybe decipher how some of those products win awards and things like that. But um, yeah, I'm, looking at the, three... I'm looking at the site right now for SEMA's, you know, first off, you have to be an exhibitor. So if you're not an exhibitor and there's many companies that don't exhibit, like we do not exhibit, we never have exhibited at SEMA and don't right. plan to ever exhibit at SEMA anytime soon. Um, it just isn't, doesn't work for us in our market and business model. But if you are an exhibitor, you get one product to the new product showcase for free. All additional entries are $75 per product. Before October 11th, 150 per entry after. Um, yeah, checking their products, bringing the products with them to the show or shipping the product, to, you know, to, um, so you have to, you did it, but that's, yes, there's a fee for in, all those entries, which is understandable. I mean, so you must, you know, try to make money to pay for everything the best it can. Oh, here's the new product awards. So new product entries submitted by SEMA and TIA members, companies that are checked before 10 a.m. on Monday, November 4th will be included in SEMA's annual new product awards competition. The competition recognizes outstanding achievements, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there are 16 award categories. It does not awards judging. The, to be eligible to win a product award, the exhibiting company enters a product must be a SEMA member in good standing. And that looks at the criteria based on potential, innovativeness, availability. Interesting that availability um, and availability. Cost, that's hmm. and availability and cost is one of the factors, specifically for some. It's not all the categories, but like for. Um, you know, off-road four by four, which we're interested in, you know, it's, it's potential innovativeness, availability. Um, they skip space efficiency, uh, consumer appeal, quality and workmanship and technical achievement are the, are the factors. Um, and, and actually, yeah. So, but then you look at it, like, like you just said, so you had a suspension system that was using Heinz and that is <clears throat> supposed to be a new and innovative product. Doesn't right. make sense to me either. There were products in there. So there were 3,000 new products in their new product showcase this year. And wow. that's, I think that's pretty typical, I think. Now, there's a lot of different categories for those new products, of course, whether it's, I mean, literally a light harness, a wiring harness, um, a tool, a, a pair of pliers that has a silicone grip on it. These are all items in their new product, uh, in their new product showcase. So there's a lot of stuff, a lot of small widget items, um, and everything up to uh, Segway has a new e-bike. It's an electric, basically an electric motorcycle that Segway is making, battery battery powered, electric motor. Um, there's bumpers in there. There's things like that. It's it's interesting that for this new product showcase, I mean, there's. If if anybody of our, our listeners out there knows what a cheater tank is, so it's a way to mount a tire, and it's basically a small five-gallon tank of air with a, a way to, to fill that little tank with, with compressed air, and then it's got a quick valve on it. So you open this valve, it shoots a blast out of this little five-gallon air tank into the tire, so it'll seat the bead on a rim. Um, those have been around for, oh, I don't know, a long time. I'm going to just guess and say 25 years is there was one of them in the new product showcase that a manufacturer is, is making one. Well, it's exactly the same as every one I've ever seen my whole life, but it's made by a new manufacturer who's making it. So that gets entered. If there's nobody competing with them, I'm guessing that'll probably win some kind of an award. So again, it's, it's, well, it's one like, of those. Uh, yeah. I saw I saw one of the other one of the other categories because um, SEMA released their winners right and one of the other categories I saw for interior products, I don't think it was the winner but it was the runner up, was a JT Gladiator shift knob, was the runner up. So you have to kind of wonder for an interior <laughs> product, you have to wonder like okay, so I really want to see this interior shift knob that was so innovative. 
so available <laughs> and fit all these categories for this gladiator JT that or JL as well. It's probably it was JL and JT that was a runner up for an award. I mean, what is this thing like, you know, handcrafted aluminum, you know, artisans from, from, from Italy were working <laughs> on the, the little right. details. It's just that it's, it's, I don't know. That yeah, being said, yeah. God bless all the, all the, uh, all the manufacturers out there and the work they do and the industry they're building and SEMA for, yes. for bringing them all together. Cause it truly is. If you are a gearhead, uh, you know, SEMA his is your heaven because it's just, yeah, there, there you'll spend. And I know when I went there, we spent obviously the first two days just hitting all the off-road stuff we could. And then we spent Friday cause we were just there Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. We spent Friday um, enjoying the hot rods and the tire sections and the rest of the show that we could um, to just see that stuff. after we got the off-roading out of our system. Yes, yeah, so for for our listeners that have never been to the Las Vegas Convention Center before, think about this: if they have indoor space, just inside their halls, they have a million square feet. So wow. this show this show occupies all of that. And outside, there is a lot of this place is still under construction. Across the street, across Paradise, from where the Las Vegas uh, the Las Vegas Convention Center is at. Across Paradise, where they used to have an, a little off-road course, and there was some stuff SEMA-related that would take place there, they're building an entirely whole other convention center. Wow, it's massive, and there, there's, I, you know, everybody I always talk to that that works in Las Vegas when we're here. Oh, has it been a busy week? And they look at me like, no, it's like this pretty much all the time. Oh, so you know. <laughs> SEMA brings in approximately 70,000 people. There is an event here that brings in 70,000 people every month. Um, yeah. Crazy. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Um, so much out there. So much out there. So again, well, I, I will literally spend two days going through the off-road hall and, and seeing folks from, you know, that I don't get to see at other shows and seeing what new products they have. In spending two days in that, the off-road section is in the South Hall and it is just upstairs. It'll take me two days to go through just that floor. There are seven halls here. It, it's just, yeah, yeah. We try to superficially hit a lot of stuff and, and there's literally, there's, it's not like there's, they put all the Jeeps just in off-road. No, there's, there's Jeeps and off-road things all through the show. Some will be in performance, some will be in lighting. They're literally just scattered throughout. So to right. try and bounce around and kind of do the best of, like I said, today taking pictures has been uh, really difficult just because of the, the masses of people. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, there is definitely something for the gearhead, like you said, there is something here from, for everyone. Today is a big celebrity day. So Chip Foose is here. Mario Andretti's here. A lot of the guys from all the TV shows, the off-road shows, Ian Johnson's doing some stuff at the at the ESOB uh, booth. There's there are literally hundreds of people packed into these larger booths, standing around and just waiting for their celebrity that they want to meet or have something signed, and um, it's like that. Wow. So this so now have you got made it down to? Let's just go with the Jeep booth. Have you made it down there yet? Um, I, I did make a pass through Mopar and, uh, I, I shot a lot of video down in Mopar yesterday. Um, you know, they, they have a huge space and it's down in wheels and tires. It's, uh, the, the first floor of the South hall, um, pretty cool stuff. A couple of their concepts, you know, nothing that, nothing that is crazy. It's all stuff that we've seen or, or seen at least a picture of, um, or heard something about, but again, they're releasing a lot of their own parts now the the mopar side is literally they're they're making a lot of aftermarket accessories for jeeps so that's what their booths seem to focus on this year and again overlanding 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 wow so the so is anything else unique and interesting in that booth i mean were they showing some of their um ejs concept rigs or are they just kind of focusing on actual real coming out product or what what have they been putting out there you know the, the Jeeps that they had on display. They had a um, they had the the two door JL, 
which uh, we've kind of seen at, uh, I guess that was EJS, we saw that the first time. It's on display. They've got the, the a JT or the, the blue um, one, the two door JT. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We, we actually um, saw a picture of that and posted it on our Facebook. Um, but it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that's going to be a popular thing. And I, I bet at some point they make that. Did it, did it have any room really to adjust the front seats or is it one of those? Cause I couldn't tell from the picture if it was kind of like a little mega cabbie or, or, or where it gave you a little bit of space back there to adjust your seat or if it was more like the, uh, the old school trucks where you just had a firewall right behind you. See, now you're going to make me have to go all the way back in there and actually check. I, <laughs> I think I did, I did that very superficial walkthrough. I'll have to go dig around in it a little bit and see if there's actually room for, for that. It looks like there was space. So I'm guessing there's got to be something there. Nice, nice. Um, well, so it's cool. So you got... You've done oh, some. Wow. You've seen some of the crazy stuff. What other articles are coming up this week? Because so you did. You did yesterday. You did all of the um, the crate. Some of the crazy stuff you saw today was overlanding. What do you got planned for tomorrow? You know, that's um, that's a good question. I think that to, seeing what I've seen today, tomorrow's going to be kind of a hodgepodge. I think there's going to be some new product stuff. Um, I I think that there will be a, a combination of some of the more, I don't know, what we'd call the classic builds, the, the weird stuff that's more off-road related. So I came across a couple of vehicles that were, were not Jeep related, but uh, there's a pretty interesting, believe it or not, Volvo that was uh, very, very well done. Again, one of these builders had spent probably a year of his life uh, putting this thing together. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll try to try to mix it up a little bit. When I when I first got to the show, I had this vision of we'd probably be able to take literally a thousand pictures of, of every JT with a tent on the back. But, and, and while there are probably that many here, or at least it feels like it, um, I think that would be pretty boring. If I just took a picture of every tent on back of a JT, that's not going to do our, our readers any, or any, uh, <laughs> any service. Right. They're not going to get excited about that. So I've tried to stay on the unique side of things. And uh, maybe at the end, maybe after I get through the week, um, I've definitely got a lot of video footage to go through. Uh, so we'll put something together and, and uh, maybe just do a huge gallery of everything so our readers can kind of understand there is just literally one of everything at this show. Well, and that's, and that's kind of the idea, especially with the Jeep competition, because obviously as Jeepers, we're, we're tuned in to what comes is coming in to try to compete with the Jeep market um and or take some of the share from it um the rock soar have you seen the rock soar out there anybody doing any uh, any builds with uh, those? lots lots of rock soars lots really? of mahindras yeah and i there'll be a couple of uh probably images that'll appear in tomorrow's article um over the top mahindra builds i mean literally like rock soars on 37s yeah they got them wow uh, yeah, lots of lots of big anybody rock anybody four linked a, a rock store yet? Uh, I think that one. Yeah, I think there was. Uh, there's been some real custom suspension work done to them. The interiors are being redone. Um, lots of crazy stuff, and of course, that's what this show's about: is that crazy stuff, right? Right. Yeah. Last year, one of your one of your more popular posts was really the craziness of of SEMA. You did one. Uh, you, it was like literally it was every massive JK that was built over the top, you know, 10 inches of lift on 52s and purple lights yeah. and all that. I remember doing, yeah, that was some of those images were just lovely by some standards, abhorrent by others. And and as modern That's people, right. we embrace it all. But it was it was so you see you definitely sit over the top stuff. Now, what about Ford? Has Ford done anything to hint more about the upcoming Bronco? Yes. So the, the race Bronco has, was unveiled the other, the other night. Um, it's actually in their booth. They've got a lot of Bronco history out front here um, underneath their, their, their big semi and whatnot out in Ford out front. It's all Broncos and it's, it's the old, uh, the Oli Bronco and, and all the race Broncos that have been around for years and years. 
there's there's some newly built old Broncos in the Ford booth inside. Wow. A lot of, you know, there's, there's, again, they've done a really good job of kind of keeping this new Bronco, what it's going to end you eventually look like they've kept it quiet. And I thought maybe, maybe we'd see it. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, there's still a lot of show left for the next couple of days. Um, we haven't even been over to the, the dub where the, all the dub Jeeps are. Um, Oh, wow. I, I did I did come up with a new kind of the new theme though that I've seen and you know it used to be 40s on 20s that was kind of the thing and as we saw at Jeep Beach and we see in some of the the places where there's not a whole lot of hardcore wheeling uh I'm seeing a lot of big trucks and now it's 42s on 28 wow that's yeah, kind that's, of the thing that's well, you know, we've heard a lot of requests for 42s as the next tire. I mean, even even our friends over at Milestar are doing a 42, That's which right. is just which is just insane when you think about 20 years ago, 33 was big or whatever. But right. uh, it's it's that's just insane. Now on 28, 28 inch wheels, man, the wheel alone has got to cost a fortune when you have a fully custom 28 inch wheel, especially aluminum. Uh, <laughs> right. God, That's yeah, a big it, chunk of aluminum. Yeah, just that custom wheel business has got to be insane. Um, and especially when you start getting people going down that. I mean, to then be a, a, a tire manufacturer and have to start doing 42s on 28s for people. I mean, that's just, uh, wow. Well, I think I think about all these tire shops. A lot of the equipment, you know, won't even allow them to mount tires on wheels <laughs> like that. Right. So it kind of it kind of keeps that that whole thing turning, right? Where now people have to upgrade their equipment in order to deal with these new wheels and tires packages. Yeah, right. Because you want that hundred thousand dollar piece of equipment just to change a tire. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. Well, and those are specialty shops, you know, and that's what SEMA, a lot of the SEMA attendees are specialty shops, right? Um, you know, we get the SEMA press releases every day, and we get emails from others and we try to post up what we can but it, it's those specialty shops that are coming out there to learn about new wrapping technology and new paints and wheels and tires and make deals and get you know get get that b2b connection so that they can start buying directly from manufacturer or get the better deal or learn and be a step ahead of their competition you know we talked about competition uh just was last week or the week before we talked about competition in your neighborhood for shops and and this is it. I mean, you come out there to SEMA, you make the effort as a shop to go to SEMA and learn about products firsthand. When you head back to your shop, you now have one up on your competition and maybe didn't do that. And so for That's these right. shops, especially the specialty shops, the guys that are that are building those that who, where every weld matters and every little turn of a wrench matters to them for these cool, cool builds. It has definitely got to be a, a, a you know, a, an opportunity to, to get that one up. Well, you bring up a, a, a lot of good points there. I mean, we forget that when we talk about the automotive industry, what that really looks like. Um, we're pretty, we're, we, we think of ourselves as being pretty niche market. Like the off-road side is really small. It's like kind of like going to um, those good guys car shows and we think that, you know, you go to a, a Jeep meet and greet and there'll be 40, 50 rigs there and we'll go wheeling and things like that. You go to a good guy's car show and there's a couple of thousand vehicles there. And it, the, the industry itself, it, there are there's separate halls here that I probably won't even make it into. But there are alignment equipment, machines that, that everybody uses to fix and repair dents and all the auto body side of it, the, the paint the the primer the lights the lighting the electronic side of it all of the cameras sensors wiring harnesses i mean it's it's just crazy when you think about all the aspects of what it goes to what goes into building that 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 jt or that jl um there's so many aspects to it and we just think about suspension and bumpers and wheels and tires pretty much because those are the things that we change but there's so many things that go into it you know that my TJ doesn't have any cameras in it, but I could make that happen. Right, right, and you could not only do those upgrades and, and show, but every component therefore is upgradable, right? 
there's an opportunity right. for some company someplace to make that component. There's already a company making the original. And then there's somebody else who can go in and say, well, I've got this thing. I can make this better bumper. I can make this better bolt, or I can make this better shock, or I can make this better axle. Or I can make this better component. This, or in the case of that one company, I can make a better shift knob. Right. It's, it's, um, it's amazing. And now we have with the side-by-sides uh, and the UTVs and the ATVs and all of that coming into play, we have a whole nother platform for manufacturers to make stuff for. And you know what? God bless America because it just keeps on turning and the creative minds are hard at work. People that have, have, they're building stuff that I just never would have thought was not only relevant, but who's ever going to buy it? Well, there's something out there for everyone. (laughs) That is true. You can see that every day. Look at the amount of stuff on Amazon. Uh, You know, there's there's something for everybody to buy. So, okay. So going around there now, you've been walking around. Where are you at now? You're still kind of walking around the the show? I am. I'm still outside. I'm out front though. Um, Out in almost onto where Paradise meets the convention center, right underneath the monorail. Um, Oh, okay. It's it's interesting. The afternoons do thin out a little bit as people start to either get back to their hotels or their feet are just tired. Their legs are tired. Um, They do a really good job of not, providing anywhere to sit down um, at these conventions. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. It's, it's like, yeah. The, yeah. It's like the guy shopping, you know, it, it's like shopping for lingerie for your wife, you know, you just, or with your wife, you just, there's no place to sit down. Like who, whose idea was that? <laughs> right. Be like, just like throw out the credit card here, just buy that. I gotta go. Yeah. If, if they had benches out here, I think that there'd be people just probably sleeping on them. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, well, it's I, kind of interesting. Okay, well, I was going to have you kind of go around and then do some like man on the street describing uh, a couple of rigs, but uh, you've been uh, you've been kind of walking around. So are you kind of are you heading out now? And and well, she probably already had lunch, so now it's is it uh, time to regroup? Oh no, and start? we haven't no lunch yet. We oh uh, no lunch. Wow. Yeah, it's um it's you know again it's it is Las Vegas and uh, things are not cheap here. <laughs> um, so just just for our listeners uh a beer is twelve dollars um, In, inside of sema uh i think inside or, they're maybe they're only eight so they uh, actually sell so they actually sell beer and and all that kind of stuff in sema they do they do wow. actually sell wow. and i'm being i'm being accosted by by fans now so far, so good. Yeah. Some little hot check mark. I'm trying to. I'm going to abandon you instantly because I know that. I thought there's a gladiator here. Uh-uh. Yeah, right? One or two of them. I saw a gladiator. I mean, there's two gladiators. I found a few with bikes on top of With a tent. Yeah, we, we, we both determined that there was one. So, so the question is, guys, is there a gladiator there without a rack? Is like, there a gladiator here without a rack? Did somebody like go innovative and like decide know. to park a gladiator without a I'm rack? I'm going to say no. They're all racks. Brian, <laughs> Brian says no. He thinks there's all, they all have racks on them. Wow. Well, there you go. Or or like you've seen in some of those overlanding ones with the, how many different totally rebuilt rear ends that have tents in them have you seen? Oh, a lot. A lot of different. I mean, the rack systems themselves. Thule, the bike manufacturer rack company has yeah. had their hands in a lot of these as far as supports go so the bikes and all of that kind of stuff we've seen a lot of that for sure interesting a full complete yeah. any flatbed setups haven't seen any flatbed setups I've been here for two hours brian's been here for two hours and he hasn't seen any yet this is brian from where woody brian oh brian woody Brian, yeah. engine yep. whole internet thing you know that whole hi i hate mud guy Yes, yes, because he does bad, hate mud because he's he's a Vegas guy. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Ah, uh, cool, cool. Well, so how many other? Uh, so what's your next step? So we'll probably wander our way back through here. I'm actually in the process of changing hotels because um, I'm trying to you know save that dollar. We used up a bunch of points at the one hotel, and now I'm moving to another one. Um, oh, and I man. think it's actually, it's actually our, our, our CEO's fault because I think he booked our room 
Um, so we had to move out of it. And I think Aaron is going to move into that room while I go stay at the Super 8. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> wow. So, uh, so, yeah. yeah. Well, make him buy you a good dinner. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Tonight there is actually a desktop uh, uh, VIP event. We'll probably go make an appearance and say hi to those guys. And, uh, yeah, then I don't know. It's going to be a long day tomorrow and Friday as well when it already feels like we've been here for a week and it's only day two. Right, right. Uh, well, and how many miles have you put on those shoes so far? I'm guessing somebody was telling me that they were keeping track of their steps. Oh, Monica from Mech Magnet said that her goal was 10,000 a day, and she had exceeded that yesterday by like four o'clock. <laughs> so now, Mech Magnet, I did see that like uh, on Jeremy Rowan's rig, uh, on the Outlaw Jeep Adventures truck, he had Mech Magnets on there. Being that yes. they are aluminum, they're not magnets, right? What is the material she's using now? Okay. So she's using an actual gel kind of sticker to adhere her wrap to aluminum now. Um, Jeremy's going to actually take that Jeep back to Moab, and, and it'll be tested in some cold weather. She maybe has some concerns regarding how it'll do in the cold, but um, we're going to find out. But it's pretty cool that she's come up with a way for her uh, body protecting film to stick to aluminum and because of the gel type and i've kind of used that on some other stuff i that i have um it's it's actually removable right it's it's not just it does, right. it's not a permanent decal you can actually take it off store it properly right. and then put it back on later she says that she you can reuse those stickers like 50 times but wow. again i if it gets cold though i don't know how that's going to hold up yeah that'll be interesting well it's good to see her innovating and, and uh, improving Absolutely. Yeah, very true. Very true. But she's not displaying there this year. I think last year she was there with her fellow girls, which was quite a, a sight for uh, the That's Internet. Exotic. Yes. So, so last year she had a booth and, and a big display. And this year she said, no, nope, she, she didn't get a chance to enjoy the show and really run around and see a lot of stuff. So, um, yeah, that was her goal this year. Well, it costs a lot of money for a for a company to be out there. I mean, the the low estimate is about ten grand, uh, yeah. just to just to have a booth and be there. And we got contacted. We've never done it. We got contacted last minute by uh, by SEMA because they had a couple of really good booth locations available. Um, and but just we weren't interested because one, it was last minute. But two, we just again. It's. I'd rather take that ten grand and do like I'm doing now and give away parts and and do fun stuff like that than than pay for a booth at SEMA. Right. No. And this again, this is that international market where there are there are people from all over the world here, and I understand it. If you have a product that wants to be, you want that international exposure. I, I understand why you would want to display here, but if you don't want to sell out of the country, I know we've. SEMA has done a good job in the last couple of years of patrolling some of these knockoff manufacturers uh, a little bit better. But I still see stuff that, you know, it, it, whether it's patented or not, these some of these overseas manufacturers, they end up knocking it off, reselling it over in a different country, um, and we never even know about it. So, again, sometimes exposure isn't that good for your business. Right. Yeah, it's, it, it, it is. And that's... It's interesting for SEMA, though. You're getting there. You're trying to do it. And we see companies do it all the time, um, be really excited about SEMA and put all that money and investment into SEMA, only to have it really not pan out for them the way they wanted to. Um, and, and there's, you know, honestly, there's other ways to do it. But like now, our, now some guys do it right, like our good friend Gabe over at AeroLids. Um, his rig is not, he doesn't have a booth, but he did get the promotion of being there he did it, he got an outside space he got to um i think he's so, out in the blue blue lot right have you seen his rig yet yeah so actually so gabe does have a booth um, oh he does yeah, he's, okay yes he's inside with um in the electronic side he's over with custom lighting and uh some of the 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 sound audio equipment guys he's near kicker oh okay cool he's got cool. troy gaten's rig on display in his booth who he owns floor play for our readers that have followed over the years where Troy just finished the trick a couple years ago, rebuilt it for SEMA. It looks fantastic. Um, he's also has, he has Marvin Samuels rake here 
the Jeepster, which is out front with uh, with a, uh, in the sea of uh, big lifted trucks. And then Gabe's Jeep is actually out in the blue lot where, where Jeremy Rowan's Gladiator is at. So he's got a lot of, you know, he did it the right way. You want a lot of exposure, you you can pay four or 500 bucks to be a featured vehicle and have your rig sitting here at SEMA and get that kind of exposure. Right. And it, and it works for some people to be able to do that. I remember, in fact, uh, Troy um, with Romer, um, they had the very first year that we worked with them, his Jeep was parked out there, basically what was considered the blue lot. And that was years ago. And now working through it, they now have four rigs on site, two Gladiators, um, a JL and a, um, and an old Willie's wagon that they, uh, they built a Willie's truck they built up. Um, and they're in a combination of Rhino lining and, um, and decked booths. So, you know, you can work your way through, especially if you're a builder and you're just trying to build rigs, you're not really a, a vendor displaying stuff. You can start out That's right. and work your way to the point where now you're an integral part of other people's displays. That's exactly right. And, and, you know, I think that um, it's like all of the shows, all of all of the relationships we have across the country. When some of these folks have been coming to SEMA for many, many, many years, as they grow and they want to do something a little different, they, they I think, are given the opportunity to have different spaces, probably at a better cost than the, the new guy who wants to show up at SEMA and have a booth. It's going to cost them ten grand For somebody that's been displaying here for, you know, 10 years, that, that same space may only cost him half that. I don't know. Right. Well, so what about some of our, our favorite builders like um, like Kenny Hawk? Have you seen uh, his new build? I haven't, I haven't even followed him to see what he has out there. Yes, yes. Kenny has some very unique vehicles um, again this year. And uh, I took some video of those vehicles yesterday. They'll probably be coming up later in the week. I'll have to put that video together. But uh, always fun to kind of look and see what he's doing now. Um, if you can imagine a Jeep tailgate with the letters cut out, and then you put a screen behind those letters, a small LCD type of display like a TV, and then you can display any kind of image you want on that screen, and it portrays it on the back of your Jeep. Wow. Think about that. That's cool. So if you want to put fire, just play a loop of fire, it literally is an animated light on the back of your Jeep that's cut out to whatever letters you had on there that is fire. <laughs> that is incredible. That yeah, is incredible. yeah. Fun, fun stuff. And then of course Kenny's always creative like that. So and there's I mean I've seen I've seen vehicles that don't have door locks, yet what they've done is weld links of chain to the outside of the door and just use a padlock. <laughs> Ah, that's cool. So now, so Kenny's built now, obviously there's a lot of builders out there. I mean, it's, and the builders kind of use it for their point and the battle of the builders. Have you seen what was going on in the battle of the builders? I have not. Um, I know that there was a lot of activity over there and literally for me to even get near that area is, is pretty crazy. There's, there's such a huge crowd around when anything active is going on. Um, yeah, I've had to kind of follow that uh, through the through the website and whatnot. But um, now, again, there's the, the down in the blue lot. There's actually a, a number of teams that the high school have gotten together and, and built some really cool projects. So uh, those will be coming up in a, in a future post on ModernKeeper.com as well. Well, that's cool. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm glad SEMA does the uh, the high school thing and the high school programs. A few years ago, we um, we actually supported a group that was doing it out there, and it was I'm sure it was great for them and stuff. We didn't expect a lot from them. We didn't the the disappointing side is we really didn't hear much from them once we did the dono, and and I don't have a lot of time to chase after them and go hey 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 what you you know. So it was right, it was a little disappointing right. that they didn't uh, communicate back with us too much, and you know that's that's the challenge sometimes you take a risk on on supporting sure. a group or, or a thing, you know, sometimes they have the time to do it. Sometimes they don't, don't, but uh, yeah, it's, it, I tell you what, SEMA, it, I'm going to have to get back out there again, one of these days just to be able to see what it's like. So from, from, uh, from just an overall standpoint, you've got thousands of rigs, you got more articles popping up. So what are you going to, what are you going to do tomorrow again? 
I think tomorrow's going to be a little bit of new product showcase, and uh, we'll probably have some, well, a couple of these miscellaneous off-the-wall builds again, just to kind of give everybody an idea of that spice that exists in some of these builders' creative minds. Um, but yeah, we'll do some, so we'll do a couple of images from the new product showcase and uh, see if we can't uh, generate some, again, guys, comments, feedback on, on moderngeeper.com. If uh, you like what you're seeing, you know, let us know for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I think it's a good time to discuss Tech Tip of the Week because you got a lot of friggin' tech out there. And I know we didn't really talk about this ahead of time, but is there anything you've seen that was just like the gotta have add to your Jeep or add to your vehicle no matter what? Have you seen that yet? Man, the, you know, every year these lighting companies, um, I've always been kind of that techie gadget guy. The, the lighting companies and the audio companies have really, things, things have become super, super small. And the quality has gotten, I think, better and better. Um, I stopped and talked with our friends at Baja Designs for quite a while. They have got some amazing small lights that are are literally just they're they're so much brighter than the big huge stuff that we used to see. It it was fun talking to them this morning and seeing kind of what their new products are coming out. And then you, you have the audio guys where you know no longer do we really need these these head units that come stock in our vehicles because. None of us carry a CD anymore. Um, that's just kind of a thing of the past. So to have the, uh, a satellite radio tuner and, and a way to play, you know, your stuff from your phone, so whether it's Apple CarPlay or Android devices, there's been a lot of incorporation of those technologies into really small head units that are waterproof, waterproof speakers, waterproof amplifiers, and a super high-quality sound. You know, what used to cost us literally thousands and thousands of dollars, it's, it's just not that expensive anymore. And I think it's just because the technology has gotten there. So that a lot by small space, you can actually allow you, if you have an older vehicle that just has the small cassette deck set up, you can actually start adapting that rig to the higher technology now. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, I get it. A lot of these, these ideas and innovation has come from, not only the boat industry where they had a lot of waterproof components in these large boats, but the, the side-by-side -side market. So these side-by-sides that are running around with, you know, 4,000 watts of power. Um, and that's, that's a mild build, I think on some of these rigs. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and then to be able to power a bunch of lights and that kind of thing. So the electrical side of our vehicles is really, is really changing. And that comes from, better quality batteries, whether you're using AGM batteries or you're using, you know, wh whatever, whatever you're doing, uh, aftermarket alternators and things like that. Um, I haven't spent a whole lot of time in off-road yet. So off-road will be in the next two days. And of course, that's Modern Jeepers Focus. Um, I know that I'm going to, I'll be vested in, in seeing a lot of the, the new innovations up in off-road. Um, so yeah, I look forward to those in the next few days. Well, very cool, Corey. So, uh, you know what? Jealous again out there, you being able to travel, and I'm sitting here uh, in, in the warmth of a November California, which is just awesome. But I'm sure you're very happy to be away from the snow that was inundating you. Um, yeah, yeah. You also had Hump and Bump, which you just did. And just to remind our list, our listeners, and uh, check out the new uh, the new Instagram page CTI Tour, where um, Corey and his team are posting every cti and their score um and we're we're evolving that page so continue to let us know what you think about it and, and like it and follow it and just see some of the amazing builds that are that are ending up on the cti trailer yeah you know we've got we've had a lot of questions about what did that rig get and what did that rig score and so hopefully this will give not only the the people that have been on the cti trailer a chance to look back and go oh yeah that was then um we hope to, as as like as, as Madsen said, this page will evolve and it'll become all things CTI tour related over time. And uh, yeah, please give us a comment, like photos, share them, um, all of that. And Hump and Bump was a great event. That's a growing event too. We had 225 rigs, which that event has not had over 200 rigs uh, to date until this year. So a great place 
some really cool stuff out in the Valley Fire area. That's 45 minutes north of Las Vegas. So it's a really accessible place. Um, some good wheeling and some super scenic and, and really fun people to wheel with up there too. Well, very cool, Corey. Hope you have a fantastic time at SEMA. Uh, continue to post the great content. Uh, we'll continue to share it, share it all around. If anybody wants to follow the content at SEMA that we're posting up, check out modernjeeper.com, Facebook at Modern Jeeper, Instagram, Modern Jeeper, uh, and you can reach out to Corey at Corey at MetalClick.com, Mattson at MetalClick.com. Anything else you want to add, my friend? No, sir. We're going to uh, try to uh, get some relief on our legs, I think, and maybe find something to eat, and we'll keep everybody posted. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, to all our friends in the Modern Jeeper world, we will see you on the rocks. Cheers. This podcast will self-destruct in five, four, three, two, one.